you're listening to Wandering Rome. The gang hustles along the road, checking their watches. They dodge pedestrians, desperate not to be late for the play at the Golden Goose Theater. I can't believe we scored four tickets, and all it took was that hundred-nickel gift card to Wendy Winches. We really lucked out. Yeah, we did. As the gang rushes towards the theater, they see that there's a long line all the way out wrapping around the sidewalk. Oh, no. I don't want to stand in that line. I hate lines. We're going to be late for the show. Yeah, standing in line for this play with ticketed seating, we're going to miss it. Only losers wait in line. That's true. (laughs) Look, this way, down the alley. The gang walks down the alley, and they see a pair of metal doors, one slightly ajar. They even left the door open for us. How kind. Be really quiet. Aldern creaks the door open. As they walk inside, there is a long hallway with pictures of old performers adorning the wall. As soon as the gang enters, the door shuts behind them. As soon as the door closes behind the gang, another door opens. This one reading main stage above it. A squirrel wearing all black walks out wearing a headset and he says, Oh, thank God you're here. He turns around and whispers into his microphone. The understudies are here. Uh, I'm sending him in now. Yeah, I thought we were going to be late. There was a big line. Well, you're you're here now. Let's get you to hair and makeup. You're on in five. Wait, what? Go, 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 go. Thank you, five. The gang is ushered by the squirrel down the dimly lit halls, and the squirrel opens a door that says dressing room and shoves them inside and turns to the poodle that is standing by the mirrors. Uh, We can delay the show by probably another three or four minutes, but... Don't worry, darling. I'll have them taken care of. Please take your seats. I'm sorry, um... No time, no time. Sit down, duckling. I want to be a clown. Do you have your lines? Line? Your lines. Of of course we got our lines. Well, we we missed out on that line in the front. The poodle takes a comb and combs the fur on Squeaker's head back and dusts his face with a white powder. (laughs) It's getting in my mouth. Don't put up such a fuss. Costumes, costumes! A fox with a armful of costumes walks by each member of the group and dumps a hat onto Hamish, ties a apron around Squeakers, and takes Aldern's glasses and hands him a shiny pair with rhinestones along the edges. I can't see without my glasses! That's why you have these ones, honey. Oh, no! What do I get? <laughs> and for Raindrop, they pull out a little briefcase and a fedora, putting it on her head. Ooh, I already feel into character. From over the intercom, a voice sounds saying... Two minute warning, two minutes. Oh, uh, 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 red leather, yellow leather, good blood, bad blood, red leather, yellow blood, 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 blood. An army of stagehands enter into the dressing room, ushering Aldern, Raindrop, Hamish, and Squeakers in four different directions. Come on, two minutes, let's go. Thank you, too. Hamish, you're so calm. Yeah, I spent all those years studying relaxation and philosophy, and I achieved a deep, deep sense of stillness in my soul. The stagehand ushering Hamish, puts him onto a mark. Oh, dang. Oh, dang. Where am I? And from behind the curtain, Hamish hears, Ladies and gentlemen, our presentation. Hamish turns and sees he is standing next to a chimpanzee, dressed in an overcoat and a fedora. He turns to Hamish and says, I am very glad you could make it tonight. It is going to be a pleasure working alongside you. Hey, well, hardly working. Break a leg. A hush falls over the crowd as the lights dim and the curtain raises. 
over muse of fire that would ascend the highest heaven of Invention. The ape turns to him quizzically and says, Yes, you've always had a mind for the theatrical Joffrey. Yep. <laughs> the audience laughs. Now come along. We're running late for that meeting. We'd better go business. As Hamish and the chimpanzee walk offstage, from the other side of the stage, a giraffe enters, looking at his watch. Hmm. I wonder... I wonder where they are. I... I wonder where they are. Raindrop looks uh, offset before an usher comes and shoves her on stage. Oh, I'm, I'm happy that you could make it. Yes, I made I made it. Do you have the documents? I have the documents in this briefcase. Perfect. Come over here. I'm coming over. <laughs> As Raindrop opens the briefcase, the briefcase is empty and does not contain documents. Don't worry about it. I memorized all of the documents for our important business meeting. The draft looks at Raindrop quizzically. From behind the brick wall, a hand reaches out and taps the giraffe on the shoulder. Turning, the giraffe is handed a stack of papers. It just so happens that I did your job for you. Oh, this is why you're my friend? Boss. Boss. <laughs> Crushed it. The stagehand turns to Aldern and says, That's your cue, get on. Oh, oh, oh no. Um, <laughs> are you prepared for the presentation? We have a big meeting on the merger today. I'm very prepared, second boss. This Correct. will make... Correct. Yeah. <laughs> this will make or break all of our careers. Oh no, I have a very long and fulfilling career in this business and hate to see my job go. It's true. You spent a lot of money on that business degree. That I did. Years of schooling. <laughs> the giraffe looks off stage at one of the stage hands and gives a little look, to which the stagehand looks at the script and shrugs. And the draft says, We are investigating the disappearance of the CEO. And all of our careers rest on us finding him. That's a mystery. Got it. Where could he have gone? Hmm. The lights dim and applause... <laughs> Fills the air. I'm so sorry. I haven't read the script since my mandatory theater class in college. Alder, that was really great. I think you sold it. I did my best. And the giraffe ushers. The lights come up on a tiny mouse with a big mustache sitting looking out a window. On the other side of the stage, a goose taps her toe looking out the other window. Oh, tell me. Tell me that my son is back from the sea. Sir, he is not back yet, but he is coming soon. Soon. All of my sons, one by one, they go to the sea, except for a Pirandello. He'll go to business. There is a knock at the door. Heavy. Come in. The chimpanzee in a trench coat and fedora opens the door and enters the stage. This had better be good news. I apologize, madam. We have had no word of your son. Oh, no, my boy. Oh, they eat my boy at the business. 
The merger fell through with his absence, and his company, his pride and joy, his life's work has gone under. No, not a gone under. We have prepared for this day, no? All of your money was invested in this company. I'm sorry, there's nothing left. <gasps> oh, my dear Pirandello. Oh, come with me, my daughter. If there is anything I can do for you. Yes, fetch my wool coat. I'm going to go walk into the sea. <laughs> the chimpanzee walks to the wall and opens the door. And as he opens the door, the set wall shakes just a little bit. And he reaches in and grabs a wool coat. As he takes it off, it's clear that the bottom has been eaten and chewed. Oh, thank you, Mr. Christoph. I'm sorry that you've been visited by such hard times. <laughs> it's a true, it's a true. These are hard times. And the mouse puts on the wool coat and reaches into the closet and pulls out a briefcase and a little hat and puts it on. Is that the briefcase with the documents? Oh, we don't talk about that. If that's the briefcase with the documents, there might still be a chance to save the company. Father, there is a chance. Oh, daughter of mine. Oh, Mr. Christoph. What can we do with these documents that can save my Pirandello? Come with me, quickly! And Christoph throws open the door and exits the stage. From the sidelines, Raindrop saddles over to Aldern with a bag of popcorn and says, Wow, the show is getting, like, really good. Yes, those actors, they really know what they're doing. Oh, wow, I'm so off for part of this, too. That's crazy. Be quiet, I'm trying to learn these lines. Wait, you found the lines? Hamish stumbles into the stage and finds his mark in a single elliptical spotlight. He has makeup like a clown and a big ruff around his neck. He holds a skull aloft and he says, What the heck am I doing? <laughs> the audience bursts into laughter. Oh, no! The elliptical spotlight blinks out. I think I did pretty good. The stagehands rush the scene, moving scenery out of the way, flipping the backdrop, and all of a sudden, they go from a home with two windows to a storefront. Am I supposed to still be here? The, sta oh, the stage! A stagehand <laughs> picks up Hamish and carries him off stage. As the lights come up, there's silence on the stage. The stagehand says to Squeakers, You're starting. Go. And Squeakers walks out and he sees the audience. It's full all the way to the back. And he just stares. There is a dinging of a bell as the shop door opens. And Christoph walks in with Luigi and Margaret. You've seen them, my boy. <laughs> We found the documents. There may yet be a chance to save the company. Squeakers just stares. <clears throat> there may yet be a chance to save the company. We have found the documents. To stop the company from going under like the sea. Y'all have found the documents, you say? Well, that is perfect because now we have them. That is quite the accent you have there. Um, was this not the accent that I was supposed to have? No, you've had that for all of your life, but it always amazes me. Um, come. Have you seen Pirandello? 
Pirandello. I saw him just last week. Oh no, he's a drowned since last week. He drowned since last week. Oh no, my boy, he go to the sea. He's in the sea. I am hoping that he has not yet drowned himself in the sea. All of my boys, they were taken from me one by one by the sea. Oh, father, please, don't cry. How many sons did you have? I had a twelve sons. Twelve If you have no word of Pirandello, perhaps you can come with us to the sea to search for him. Yes, we shall go to the sea to see where Pirandello is yes because you have a boat because we i have i i have a boat i am a boat captain yes captain oh praise be the help that we have been searching for how fortuitous we came to your shop no come on gang let's go to my boat but just in case and luigi opens his briefcase and puts some rocks in it it is the way of his family the lights go down. A single elliptical spotlight turns on, revealing Hamish, clown makeup, rough around his neck, holding aloft a skull. He says, Reedy, Pagliaccio, Colto More Infanto. <laughs> Now don't wander off. Wander in Rome will be right back. Hi friends, Addison here. As of December 2023, Wander in Rome is nearing the end of season two. It's been a delight to share these stories with you. Thank you so much for the support. We love watching our passion project grow. Be sure to check out our other shows, including our new tabletop RPG podcast, launching early next year. The Wanderer in Rome Slasher Special is a gory, sweary, violent mess and is available for free at patreon.com slash winterhawkpodcasting. The final episode of Season 2 will release January 10th, and Wanderer in Rome Season 3 will return on March 6th. Please continue to share these delightful shows with your friends and family, and we'll see you in March. A quick correction. In order to accommodate schedules, Wander in Rome will return on April 3rd. What do we want the people to know, Danny? You're Danny. Who am I? Summer. I'm Summer. We are bisexually lit. This is a podcast about movies and life and everything in between. Two best friends who are loud and queer and love to talk about movies on and off mic, and we'd like to take you along for the ride. Why did we name our podcast Bisexually Lit? Well, like, you know, A, we're bisexual. Extremely. B, we're, we're getting lit. We're giving literary and thematic readings to the movies we love. Yeah. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We drop a new episode every other Monday, bi-weekly, if you will. Oh, I will. Have you ever seen something you couldn't explain? Have you ever felt like something was watching you, even when you were alone? Have your dreams ever started bleeding into the reality around you? Starting March 8th, 
Join us bi-weekly as we travel around the contiguous United States, sharing strange stories and discovering mysteries hidden within the vastness of America. Listen to Lower 48 on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Squeakers regroups with Raindrop and Aldern backstage, and he says, okay, I'm putting some stuff together. Okay, so I think Hamish is Ponchulio or whatever his name is. That sounds right to me. I think that I'm a sea captain. You are, yeah, because you have a boat. Yeah, you? Mm-hmm. I still don't know what you are. I don't know either. And Aldern, I, have we seen you on stage yet? Uh, yes, I am the, uh, I, according to the script here, I am the... Co- the light comes up. <laughs> oh, Aldern throws the script to the side of the stage. Wait, now, I need that. If you can't find Pirandello to close this meeting, this merger will fall through and his whole company will go under. I have another company lined up to take his place and I can't wait another week. Aldern, you have to be on stage when you say your lines. (laughs) Oh, shoot! And Aldern rushes to the edge of the stage, stops, straightens his back, slicks his hair back, collects himself and walks on stage and says... If you can't find Pirandello to close this merger, I will move forward with another company. I cannot wait another week. Aldern turns around and sees a small dinner scene where the giraffe and the goose are holding each other's hands, looking into each other's eyes deeply. Oh, shoot! And Aldern turns around and exits the stage quietly. This is very suspicious, no? Very suspicious. But don't pay attention to him. Look in my eyes. Yes, your eyes, which are as beautiful as the marbles of a child's (laughs) playground. Oh, you speak such romance to me. (laughs) Your smile is like a sunrise on the coast of Ukraine, which is, as we all know, is underwater. Do not speak of water to me, because my dear brother... Yes, I'm sorry that I spoke so soon of your late brother. Luigi pops his head in from a window, <laughs> gesturing wildly with his hands. He says, Pirandello is not just a late, he is a dead. My father, he has no hope. Raindrop gets ushered on by the stage hand at that time. Well, I found a briefcase. Here it is in my hand. The giraffe looks and says, we already found the briefcase. Um, I bring news of of your your brother. Hey, your brother. There's My news brother. about your brother. That's crazy. What news is there about my brother, child? Oh, I'm actually not a child. I'm a businessman, as you can see with my bowler hat and suitcase. But um, um. So he is alive. <gasps> the audience gasps. Yeah, and I think um, he's at the beach that we need to go find him right now. <laughs> and Raydrop looks past the actors. That's right. My son on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> the curtain lowers and the audience begins to chatter as the lights come up. A voice over the intercom says, there will now be a 10 minute intermission. Boy, you guys, you're some real uh, heck frauds. <laughs> Is that good, right? The giraffe 
turns and says, I've never worked with less professional people. Did you guys even read the script before you came here today? Oh, um, we kind of like to freeball it and- Freeball it? I, I just feel like- I haven't been in a production in three years. I was a leading man. I used to be somebody. This is the first job that I've had and you are ruining this for me. I have studied performing for 10 years, and now you show up and you free ball it. Let me tell you, we're done professionally. Oh, so that's bad? I just... But the audience was like laughing and stuff. Yeah, we, we're really telling a story here. This is not a comedy. This is the defining tragedy of our generation. Hamish hobbles over like a weeble, wobbling but not falling down. His nose squeaks as he falls flat on his face. He is the only one <laughs> who knows what he is doing. I'm a professional. Uh, Hamish, he's, he's pretty good. He is remarkable. I think that there's been a little bit of a mix-up. You see, we were supposed to be here to watch the play. Yeah, we were not supposed to be in here. We kind of just got ushered on stage, and I'm, I'm trying my best, but stage fright really happens to the best of us. What do you mean you weren't even supposed to be in this show? Oh, well, I mean, in a technical sense, like I was not hired to be in this show and wandered in through the cast exit in the back, but in a metaphysical sense, I am supposed to be here in that I'm being called by the universe. This is absurd, and I will have words with... Ladies and gentlemen... Please take your seats. That was the fastest ten minutes I ever had. Oh, wow. Guess it's on to act two, guys. All right, Luigi, you're on. Act three. Oh, act three, I counted. Well, folks, I guess the show must go on. The show must go on. The ape takes Hamish's hands in his and looks into his eyes and says, It is truly a pleasure working with you. There will always be a home for you here at the Golden Goose Theater. I look forward to a long professional relationship with you. Break a leg. You too. And Hamish wobbles back on stage. I found a script backstage. <gasps> Kevin's we can look scared. at it. It says, what is this, Macbeth? What? Is that the right one? A single elliptical spotlight comes up on Hamish, clown makeup on his face, a ruff around his neck holding aloft a skull. <laughs> there is the sound of crashing waves and thunderous clouds above. Hamish gets a terrified look on his face. He gasps and puts down the skull and puts his two paws in front of him as if they're on a pane of glass. His hand's stationary. He ducks and he rises up on his toes and takes his hands off the glass. He places his paw onto what seems to be an invisible rope. The other, he pulls and he pulls Hamish slides forward, and he pushes back on the rope, slides backwards. Backstage, Kristoff the ape wipes a tear from his eyes and says, This is truly the work of a maestro. I, Hamish is really good. I just, I've never seen him like this. Oh, like, it is heartbreaking. Hamish walks over to a couch left over from the house set. Behind it, he takes several steps, lowering at each one, as if riding on an escalator. There he goes, down into the abyss. The light goes out. The audience roars <laughs> in applause. Okay, so is I think it's our turn now. Oh, it's our turn now? Melancholy music fills the auditorium as the stagehands hustle about the stage, and when the lights come up, 
The set is bare save for dead trees and gravestones, and the actors stand around a freshly dug grave sorrowfully. The giraffe turns and says, I suppose that it's fitting that it all ends here. Oh, sweet brother, he would have loved this. He would have loved this service on the land so far from the sea. Hey, Squeakers, sidebar. Okay, what's going on, Raindrop? So I kind of really like the idea of the brother still being alive, and I feel like we have a chance to change the show for the better. Yeah, okay, I, I think I saw a spot in this script. Oh, okay, follow, follow my lead, okay, come wait, on. Wait, wait. <laughs> Squeakers runs in with Raindrop in tow and turns and says, I have no words. My voice is in my sword, thou bloodier villain. Then terms it can give thee out. I can't take this anymore. And the ape throws off his overcoat and his fedora to the ground and says, Ten years of service to the theater to be served like this. Okay, and he get storms him. Get him. off get him. the stage. Hamish, clown makeup on his face, rough around his neck, skull in hand, held aloft. Football tackles the ape as he runs into the wings, carries him back onto the stage, <laughs> throws him down, and says, The show must go on. He's right. The show must go on. Thank you, sir. And he retrieves his trench coat and fedora. He looks to the audience and says, I beg your pardon. The show will go on. And Squeakers turns and says, Despair thy charm, and let the angel whom thou still hast served tell thee, Macduff was from his mother's womb untimely ripped. <gasps> Which means Ponchulio's still alive. He's alive. You guys are crying for nothing because he's still alive. Down there in the hold, he's alive. Did we, Father, did we bury? Suddenly, Aldern emerges. <laughs> From the hole. <laughs> oh, they have a trapdoor here. <laughs> See, your son is alive. Oh, yep, I'm, I'm Pirandello. He's as young and fresh as ever. You don't oh, look so alive. I am here to close the merger. My life has not been entirely wasted in service of a company, and my family will not die at the mercy of capitalism. But at the sea, right? Right at the sea? No, I have abandoned the sea in service of my family and capitalism. Yay! Or boo! I don't... Hey, guys... I think it's a cheering like he's alive. Oh, so that's yay! Probably good. yay! He's alive! A one, a two, a three, a four. I think we all bow. I think the bow is time now. <laughs> the lights brighten slightly as music plays, and as our friends bow, they see the theater is full of audience members staring at them in blank-faced confusion before they are ushered out of the theater. As the gang walks out, all of them still wearing eyeliner, they are met by a small crowd of people who have gathered by the cast exit. And several members of the crowd are holding little books and they're scribbling things down. And they say, oh, excuse me, I've got a question for you. Yes. 
what inspired you to change the seminal work of Gary P? Honestly, um, we didn't know what we were doing. Um, we just kind of went on. Our artistic liberties is what he means to say. I was utilizing my training in improvisation. We just felt like it was a real bummer, so yeah. we decided why not change it to be not a bummer. You know, uh, sir, up until the third act, that was the best Pirandello that I had ever seen. Well, what happened in the third? I was just following, you know, the outline. Yeah, the first two acts were great. Give me that briefcase. You know, the one with the rocks in it. I'm going to the sea. <laughs> Next week on Wander and Rome. After a brief but marvelous improv performance at the theater, the gang heads out of town and follows the road west. The road slowly turns to dirt, and then a trail that leads into a dreary woodland. Logs litter the ground, a sea of stumps seem to push up from the dirt, and the sky is a perpetual gray. Welcome to the Hewn Forest. Music for Wander and Rome is written and performed by Gary Argyle. Wander and Rome is produced by Winterhawk Podcasts and Gary Argyle. For more great shows, visit winterhawkpodcasting.com.